welcome to tonight's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today we have uh, from you've written, you've directed, you've produced, uh, you've been in movie starred um, Amy Lynn Best, um, a Hi. staple of, of uh, indie horror. <laughs> um, How you doing? Sorry. Again. <laughs> Um, I, I, I do have to say one thing. Um, we technically, um, even though, it, um, I was a friend with Andy too. I think everybody was a friend with Andy at one point. Um, we're in the same movie together that, that never got finished. Um, oh. we're both in church of the eyes. Um, yeah. I play murder cult rapist number two. Is what he told me. It's not listed on the on the credits, but that's what he called my character. So I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so um, I I don't even remember honestly. I don't remember my character's name. I need to look that up because I think I do have it somewhere. If if it was even named, but yeah, wow, wow, yes, I I, I remember that. I remember the uh, filming together. It was great. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that. <laughs> what. <laughs> Well, it was funny because my, my whole my whole thing about that was was he 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 messaged me one day because you want to be in a movie, I'm like yeah, and he goes okay, I need you here Friday morning at like ten o'clock in the middle of nowhere, and I'm like, I know you like to make extreme horror movies. Is this how this ends? <laughs> and uh, yeah. I met, and that was the day I met uh, Eric. I met Henrik. I met Nikki and uh, Erica and. I've talked to him still to this day. So, <laughs> yeah, that was it. it was fun because he he screened our movies the night before when we hung out and when uh, Christy had had lunch with Christy. I finally got to meet Christy, who I still talk to to this day. Um, and then we did the screenings and hang out and had a great time. And then yeah, did the filming until oh I don't even remember. I remember walking out and it was just. It, the light was up and then he was like well you know you can go back to the motel and I'll pay for it I'm like no nah, we're just gonna drive home we're awake let's let's, let's just drive home now <laughs> yeah uh mine was I, I had got off work at seven o'clock in the morning and I drove all the way down to the middle of nowhere to film I was in makeup so I I have this like big scar on my face and everything else like that then I filmed my my first part of my day, which is where I'm, you know, before, then yeah, I kind of come back and I get shot in the head. So I have to get the bullet hole and uh -huh. all this stuff everywhere. And then I got to film that scene. And at that point I had been up for about 36 hours. And oh, wow. uh, I still, I left there, went home, tried to go home and I was starved. So I stopped at Wendy's with some of the makeup still on because I didn't have much time to get a shower yet. So my wife's driving and I look over and the girl's like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. <laughs> it's movie, I swear, it's movie stuff, yes. Yep. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, I go home, I shower, I try to get everything out, try to get all the fake blood out of my hair and everything. And I finally go to sleep and I wake up and you can see where my face had been on the pillow because I can get all the makeup off. Uh. Oh, yes. We started... And not only recently, unfortunately, but we started traveling around with uh, extra towels and pillowcases and uh, things like that for hotels so we don't make 
where wherever we are unwelcome the next time for whomever is there <laughs> it's uh it's nice <laughs> i bet I, I have friends that are cosplayers and i have one that does uh she hulk and red she hulk and she goes i have to take all my own stuff every time i go to a hotel and she goes i scrub down their bathtub uh-huh. when i'm done and everything i'm like hey i was a hotel manager we loved people like you <laughs> there's some hotels especially in the convention scene that uh started charging i think for uh stains or bathtub scrubbing or anything <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i can like, definitely yeah, see that and i'm like yeah you know what i agree i know what it's like when i do my hair and my bathroom's a mess and yeah it's 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 not nice to just leave that for somebody else <laughs> My, my I, I can always tell when my wife's done her hair and and, and colored it because I go upstairs and our bathroom's got red spotches everywhere <laughs> or whatever she dyes her hair that day. So uh, yep. All right. Well, before we get anyway. completely off topic, <laughs> um, <laughs> tell us about yourself. Um, you you you've done a lot of movies, um, and I was going through your list and I have about five of them. Personally, did not know I had five of them until I looked at your IMDb. <laughs> so. Yeah, that diverse career, I guess. It's very, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were realizing, I, I just posted on Facebook the other day that it was the 12th anniversary of our big 13th anniversary that I remember was our last like big anniversary that we made a big deal about. And so I was like, wow, 25 years. We've been doing this for 25 years. Um, that includes just starting to make our movies uh have a production company happy club well started as happy cloud pictures way back in the late 90s and through the years we've done our own movies we've done features we've done shorts we've done documentaries we've done uh, corporate videos we've done wedding videos here and there just to make a few bucks um and then we started getting into distributing our own movies especially after distribution kind of collapsed the way we knew it uh you know there was no more getting into a distribution company and then getting your movies into Blockbuster and everything just completely collapsed. So um, we just started just selling our own and distributing our own. And then we started doing our own publications. So now we have a full production and media company, Happy Cloud Media. So any, that's kind of the, the backstory of the last 25 years of what we've been doing in entertainment, indie, mostly indie, low budget horror movies. So um, yeah, everything, I don't do a lot of the writing, Mike does most of the writing, but the producing, the directing, um, acting, cooking, <laughs> pretty much everything else, you know, I like to get my hands in. It's, it's fun, it's fun to learn from the ground up and it was fun to, to do it all those years and just learn everything. Um, and it has been quite a long time that we've been doing it and, you know, working on uh, Andy's movies and that was the, finally the first one we all got together because we you know we like every other indie movie person has always said oh we got to do a movie together we got to do a movie together so we talked about it for years and we finally got together on that one and uh um so that's a that's kind of sad but I'm glad we did it it was a great experience so um but yeah just just a lot of the different things that sometimes I, I even forget you know we were at a convention in cinema wasteland and somebody mentioned the name ryan cavalline and it just oh my gosh i haven't thought of that in years i was in a ryan cavalline movie and now they're uh they're coming and they're they're being released again so i uh, by vinegar syndrome i think and mike's probably back there listening to me and correcting me if i'm wrong but um 
but all of these things that started right before when we started are now being released. So we've really been, especially since we haven't had a lot to do in the last couple of years, looking at you know our careers and what we want to do next. Yeah. And it's been crazy. Oh yeah. I, uh, I, 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 I tell everybody I was, uh, I'd written, I, I couldn't say my first movie. I've read other movies, but this was my first movie. I was, I had started casting. I was doing everything, getting ready to go. Um, and then COVID hit and then everything got put on hold. And I started because I, I had done a podcast. I had done how I met Andy was I had done a uh, uh, public access television show where I would go to conventions and stuff and I'd interview people and whatnot. And that's what this kind of evolved into. And I I took time off and and I'm sitting there and me and my kids are just sitting around the house, not doing nothing. And I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to, cause I I had the podcast and it was just kind of just, you know, just for me and my friends essentially. And, and uh, we're like, okay, let's, let's go ahead and actually put something into this and actually, you know, do something with it. And I, so I put the movie on hold and I started doing this more. So now I'm doing um, the podcast. I do, uh, I wanted to do a horror host thing, but I thought there's so many horror hosts out there that I was like, ah, there's too many. I'm going to host Saturday morning cartoons. So I went through and started hosting Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> and uh, then I added another one. Now I'm trying to host uh, um, uh, old sci-fi television shows from the 80s. And we're going to see how that goes. Oh. I'm going to drop the first one this Friday. So hopefully that one goes good. And then my wife's like, can you add more stuff for you to do? So you... <laughs> um, but I got, I got to keep myself busy. If I'm, I'm one of the people I got to go a thousand miles an hour uh, every day. If not, I feel like I haven't accomplished anything. So. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when did you get started into uh, uh, indie filmmaking? Oh, uh, back in the late 90s, what, what happened was, um, it was early days of the internet, it, it really was, my husband was in filmmakers, uh, we met and started dating in 94, so it's you know, 28 years since we've been together, uh, he was going to filmmakers, um, and I was helping him with his senior film, all these other films, and then it turned out his senior film got picked up by uh, Ron Bonk from which is now SRS Studios, Sub Rosa, I think, or I don't even remember what it was at the time, Um, but it got picked up for distribution. So that's, we talked to a few people. Mike was doing interviewing for um, some, uh, sheesh, like every single name is just going, because I'm so used to having him. Um, Anyway, (laughs) GC Magazine out of Texas. It was was like a, city paper that told you about the strip clubs, but they also had articles in there. So Mike was allowed to interview whoever, whoever he wanted and do whatever. So he started just calling up all of these actors, actresses, uh, movie people, anybody, any directors. And we just started to getting to know people, started to go to conventions and started doing our movies and started selling them. So that's, that's how we've got into it. Just, we just, we just did it. Didn't even really think about it. We just kind of did it. That was what everybody was doing at the time. And we just kind of went along for the ride. It, it, it's it's kind of nice. Um, I've seen a lot of these uh, independent filmmakers that that put out a lot of stuff in the in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. 
And um, I remember a lot of it was on VHS tape. If, you know, you went to cons, you could, you know, you find it through them. And a lot of it's popping back up, like you said, through these, like the, um, um, I remember Subrosa, um, now Vinegar Syndrome's putting out stuff that, you know, um, uh, SOV, the shot on video guys, those guys were all putting out all this stuff that I, I was like, wow, I was like, I hate to say this, but man, I thought some of this stuff would be lost, you know, because it's yeah. 25 years old, 20 years old and, and, you know, had probably a super limited print run to begin with. And now these guys are picking them up and you're like, good, that's what we need. <laughs> Yeah, that, when that, the issue I think that a lot of us are having, back then, I think a lot of us grew up on movies and we, we loved movies and we always heard about the, the lost movies of. So when we made them, we, we made copies. Um, I mean, we have the negative to the 16 millimeter movie we shot. Our first film was on 16, um, have the negative, all, all the sound files, all the not for files and everything trying to store them and then trying to figure out, okay, now we need to get them transferred. Now we need to do this, but we know where everything is. It's just a matter of making sure the technology is still there to open it up. And you know, the, the old files that we have can still open, but trying to archive everything, I think was in a lot of our minds back then, not everything, not like every single thing we shot or everything we did, we, you know, care about, but yeah, our first movie, heck, you know, uh, make sure it's nice and it's, it's in a nice, controlled environment even if it's not the greatest we don't have it in a vault or anything I can't do that but it's you know still trying to to store it so it's it is kind of cool seeing all these movies but I'm not surprised that they're popping up because I feel like you know Ron or J.R. Bookwalder or uh, all, all those guys you just go oh yeah like oh yeah hold on and then they go down to the basement and as long as nothing happened to them they're like, here you go here try that <laughs> yeah that's, um, that's what we do basically so that's what I picture I mean they're a little bit before us but you know still with the the technologies for some of this stuff as long as you can get it transferred that's that's another issue yeah because because now what 16 millimeter transfer is is I remember I think there was a place here in town I, I live in a small town that used to do it and I haven't heard from them guys in years now you still got the ones who are like oh we can transfer your VHS to dvd or your vhs to blu-ray and you know now you can you know technically you can buy a uh, transfer machine for that easy peasy but man going from film to you know dvd or blu-ray that's there's nobody around that does that anymore i don't think yeah. locally not a lot there i know um i don't know around here i honestly have no idea i know there's a couple of people actually um, now that I think about it, the, the one off the top of my head is a uh, machete zombie. Lenny Lees has a uh, film. To, he does that, you know, old VHS to DVD. So he might be able to do it. But we had been talking with uh, Mike Razzo up in New York EI Entertainment that uh, he really got into film photography, uh, both still and video or motion, not video. Um, so he has people that were doing that were restoring and transferring 16 so there are a few people it's, it's not as many obviously as when we shot you know that was the thing to do at the time that was the, the cheapest thing honestly at the time was to shoot on 16 for us um but you know there are a few very few but there are still a few thank goodness so we could you know hopefully get it transferred and uh because we don't want to do it again <laughs> my husband and i mike and i sat there he he 
cut everything together. He he edited it on an upright movie, although we sat there and literally cut our negative with scissors in our living room um, and, and put it together and then got it transferred. So yeah, we're done cutting that thing, I think. It's just, I'd like to get it transferred again though, so. Yeah, that, well, it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've been not, not in the business, but I've, I've watched it go from, you know, where people were shooting in film to now everything's digital. And there's like, people are like, man, it's so much nicer because you don't run out of film. It don't cost not, you know, technically nothing. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, you can take as many takes as you want back in the day where you're paying for film. You're like, that's the best cut we got. We're going with that one. <laughs> yeah. Film, film, film and film developing is not cheap. So, <laughs> No, no, it, it wasn't cheap back then. It's still not cheap. I mean, I, I miss the art. I really do have to say I do miss the art. Um, I taught a film class, uh, it was a, like a summer workshop a couple of years in a row for young women who wanted to get into film. It was like high school age girls that wanted to make a horror movie. So uh, shooting from like idea to finished product in two weeks, because it's digital and you can do that. You can teach them in one week all about horror movies and the history of horror movies. Walking around where we learned to shoot, cut, and, and edit on film. And I'm looking at the old film equipment and I'm just like jumping up and down an old person you know you're yelling yeah you have it and there's no way you'd be able to do this and that's why we all had to edit gun smoke because you could buy you know reels of gun smoke and edit it all together and have an editing class you couldn't do an entire thing but then I just realized I just sound like a crazy old lady and I'm just shutting up and then I'm just going to teach them whatever they need to do they, <laughs> they, they think it's cool and then they laughed but <laughs> I, I just want them to appreciate how easy they have it that's all <laughs> well I, I, I was a uh, manager at a video store, Hollywood video back in the day. And I'm, I'm trying to explain to people that at one point, you know, when you'd get a busted VHS tape, you didn't just, you know, throw it away. You couldn't resurface it. You had to go in take the entire thing apart, put it on a thing, find a bad spot, get the splicer out, splice everything together, put it in there, put it all back together and everything. And there's like, well, why would you do that? I was like, cause VHSs were expensive back in the day. <laughs> You did not want to throw away a hundred dollar VHS tape. No, no, you fixed it. Yeah. Um, it, so when you got into filming, who were some of the people that you really kind of looked up to that you, you go, Hey, I, I want to be like this person right here. Oh, wow. Uh, or did you have anybody right. like that? No, no, definitely. Um, a lot of the, uh, because we've been looking out, a lot of the, the filmmakers at that time we cited, I still, to this day, it was you know, Raimi, you know, Evil Dead, we loved. Um, Romero, we lived in Pittsburgh, obviously. We knew who Romero was and loved who Romero was and had to love who Romero was. Um, I think it's required, but yeah. yeah um, Savini lived around the corner from my husband's grandmother, so we knew who Savini was. And uh, uh, local local people, definitely, we looked up to. Um, and then, like I said, Raimi, um, oh, whole heck, uh, you know, I mean, heck, we, 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 uh, <laughs> old filmmakers too. We've been watching a lot of older movies now, um, you know, back to the silent movies, back to Millie's and everything else. So it, 
we like movies is, is what we've decided. So it's not even just horror people. It was just anybody that tells a good story and can you know, make you feel without being way over blatant about it. Blatant. Sorry, way too blatant about it. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. Either. But if you tell a good story and you actually like your characters, even if they're bad, if you could, they're, they're real people, um, they're doing real things and it's entertaining, but it's not stupid, but it talks down. It doesn't talk down to you, but isn't too much. Um, anybody like that, anybody could make a movie like that. We, those were our heroes back then and they still are. It's yeah, just, just the love of movies itself, whether or not it's, like I said, it's horror, it's you know, science fiction or whatever. It's, it's just a good movie is a good movie. Yeah. Now, when you put together a movie, do you ever look at it and go, you know what, I, I want to make a, I want to make an Italian horror film, or I want to make a, you know, just a style. You ever just want to go that way, or do you just you have your own style and you're just like, this is my style, I'm going with it. We learned over the years that we can't do one style. We have we we call the happy cloud style, I guess. I mean, it sounds egotistical, but it's definitely true. We can't stick to a genre. We do horror movies, but none of our horror movies are real horror movies. The first movie we made, uh, the first feature we made, was a zombie movie, basically. You know, we're in Pittsburgh. We're going to make a zombie movie, so we we made a zombie movie, and it had little to do with zombies. It was about a a failed um, science fiction horror writer who wasn't selling books because the zombie apocalypse was there and nobody was buying anything because it was already horrible. So it was a noir movie. It was a detective noir movie. Um, that that was the first one we did and they just kept kind of going from there. I'm, the first, second one, my first feature I directed was a slasher movie, but it was a parody of a slasher movie. Kind of, it was before Scream, I have to say that. But it was a silly, you know, here, here's a slasher in a sorority, but he's not very good at it. So there's sight gags throughout. It was just a sight gag movie. It was just something for us to do with friends on a weekend. We have them come down to our uh, acreage down in nowhere, Pennsylvania, and uh, we shot this fun thing. And then the next movie we did was, I, I wanted to sell out. I think it's the next one. Um, I wanted a lesbian vampire in a brothel. That was the movie. We ended up with a female empowerment um, kind of eh, IRAs versus maybe vampires. You don't, don't, I mean, they, they are, I guess, but maybe not. I don't know. You don't know. So we've, we've never stuck to a genre, but even if we started to, even when we started to go, I, I want to sell out. I want to just make a lesbian vampire movie. I guess I'm just not interested in those. And Mike isn't interested in writing them and I'm not interested in being in them or, or you know, putting them on or, or and I, I don't know. We're not interested in seeing them. So I don't think anybody would be interested in watching ours, I guess. So yeah, not really. Okay, here, here's, here's the one that, that always kind of stumps people. Okay, this is two, technically two questions. Money's no object. What movie, what kind of movie are you making? Uh, hammer hammer horror oh man i am i am a, a huge sucker for horror hammer horror i uh, yeah I, it's to this day my, i know my mom didn't do it on purpose but my name's paul christopher lee that's my legit you know and i was going to be christopher lee so that is i am christopher lee is one of my idols and so hammer horror is just you know the shit for me so Lose you a little bit here. Oh, man. 
know why my internet's running so bad today. Still there? One second. I think we're still stuttering. Yeah, I'm fuzzy here. Got everything turned off. Oh, man, seriously? I can hear you. Yeah, that's better. Okay. There. I can see my see my dog running around. Sorry, just, um, I am still super stuttering. Hold on one second. Let me see if I can. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. All right. All right. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm. Uh, I don't know if it's okay. my end or right. yours, but better. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Money's no object. Who are you hiring to be in a movie? Or who you want to work with? Oh, man. Um, geez. Um, I'm going to say the altruistic thing first. That sounds like suck up, but it's not really. Everybody that's ever been in anything for way much less than their worth with us in the past 25 years first, <laughs> then take care of them first. <sighs> I don't know. Um, a lot of people I would have said a couple of years ago that I can't think now, and I'm not even sure you can hear me right now. So I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. All right. Good. Yep, good. Yep, good. Yep. Good. Um, let's see. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Jeez. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking around and trying to get inspiration. This is this is terrible because yeah, this is a hard one because. Uh, money's no object so I'm, I'm trying to think of most expensive because there's a lot of people i want to work with that wouldn't be quite as much so you know money's no object is a lot different yeah. christopher lee let's just go with christopher lee <laughs> there we go all right um, you know what yeah christopher lee those, those guys would be you know i i'm on what always came off the top of my head was always Vincent Price. I was always wanted to work, even when I was not work with, but I always wanted to meet and everything when I was a kid. And now it's one of those, if you could hire anybody living or dead, it's always Vincent Price. So Christopher Lee is pretty good. Too. Uh, yeah, I would, Vincent Price is I literally, I, we joke around my youngest son's Vincent. And uh, we always tell people, because we, we have like five stories on why he's Vincent and Vincent Price is one of them. <laughs> um. Okay. Do, do you have like a go-to crew that you love to work with that you, if you could put them in every movie, you would just work with them in every movie? We have not done a movie in so long, uh, but there are definitely people that I would, I, everybody that you see multiple times in the credits are pretty much everybody that I would definitely work with, um, go to, but that's more of like a, yeah, our, um, friend support group crew too um but yeah yeah every, everybody that I've worked with that I've liked working with I've, I always put together back into a crew so I guess the answer is yes and I I've done it hey um and it's funny because we, we've I've talked with other filmmakers and they have their the, everybody has their you know they'll bring in like one person from the outside but it's always their their core group of people that work on almost every movie they do um and, and I was like, man, I was like, you, you got to do that because you keep your friends and because those are the people that, that support you. And it's, it, yeah, it's that. And it's, it, you know, honestly, low budget. That's, that's, 
economical too. If you've worked together before, you know each other's style, you know each other's pace, you know each other, what to expect. I mean, one of my favorite, wow, actually, I can't say one of my favorite effects artists because everybody that I've liked to work with. So every effects artist we've ever worked with, especially multiple times, I love that they've known our heads a little bit. So they could, you know, especially the second time around, they, they knew what to be prepared for. So it made things so much easier for everybody involved. So yeah, working multiple times with people, especially if you click and it's a good product. I wouldn't say like keep working with the same people if they just bring you down or whatever. Um, but if you're clicking and everything's working and it's good and um, they're they're decent and yeah, keep working with them. Um, now I know you you go you've you go to a lot of cons. Now do you have a favorite con you like going to? I thought I got this fixed. Uh, I hate the fact that it'll work great. And then when I go to record. Now you sound good. Yeah. It'll go choppy on me. Um, okay. I have no idea what just happened there. The whole thing just crashed. Zoom went completely down on me. Uh, oh, great. Gotta love winter weather, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see where, where I was at there. Um, I heard about cons and that was Okay, cons. Uh, all right yeah. there we go now do you have a favorite con you like going to like your go-to con cinema wasteland cinema wasteland cinema wasteland uh with a very very close second uh it was horror realm in pittsburgh <laughs> so yeah yeah real easy <laughs> yeah i i used to go to pittsburgh constantly but i used to go to pittsburgh comic-con and mm. then when they got rid of that um, it was funny because I remember the first time I took it because it's in Monroeville. It's across the it's across the parking lot from the Dawn of the Dead Mall, and I took my friend and I was like, "Hey, that's the mall from Dawn of the Dead." He goes, "No, it's not. It doesn't even look like it." I'm like, "Dude, that was like in 1977. It's going to look completely different." Then he he left the convention and he comes back to the convention. He goes, "That's the mall." And I'm like, "I told you." <laughs> I know. <Yes. laughs> I was like, "Do you think I was lying?" I was like, I remember the first time I walked in there, I was like, it's different, but it's the same. This is so cool. <laughs> um, I always feel bad for found friends because I want to warn them, but I don't want to dampen their excitement, but I don't want them to be disappointed once they see it's not the same. Yeah. So it's like you, you try to walk that fine line with don't expect the skating rink, okay? First of all, that's been gone for years. Well, the skating <laughs> rink wasn't there to begin with, was it? That was in a completely different place, uh, if I remember, right? You know what? Honestly, I don't remember. It's it's so weird that since that's my hometown growing up, I don't remember it as movie trivia. I just remember it as hometown trivia, and I kind of jettisoned a lot of that, which is really sad when people ask me questions about the dead movies. But <laughs> well, it, yeah, because we used to go to Monroeville Mall. It's just like a mall, so it was just a mall to me. It wasn't. It wasn't until years later that I realized that it was like a big deal. We went to Century Three too, and that wasn't that wasn't a big deal at all. <laughs> well, that that's what it was. Like the first time I went, it was like, oh, this is the mall from Dawn of the Dead. And then you know, I kept going to Pittsburgh for the convention, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah, that's 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 where they filmed Dawn of the Dead. And yeah, it, it's. It's great. I mean, I, if I was out of town, I would definitely go see where they filmed Dawn of the Dead. If I, if it wasn't a mall that I went to before I knew about that movie. Um. Definitely. Well, we, yeah. we had planned, um, we were hoping 
this <laughs> last year now we were planning on going over there because we wanted to go find the cemetery where they filmed Night of the Living Dead and hit a couple of the places where they filmed stuff. And then everything, you were like, uh, I don't want to travel right now. So we'll just stay home. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. But yeah, there, well, there's, you do an entire weekend of the dead movies. Um, just the different locations because you, they triangulate Pittsburgh like an hour that way, an hour that way, and then Pittsburgh. So just <laughs> now, now since you're from Pittsburgh and you've made a zombie movie, would you ever make a traditional Romero zombie movie? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um heck. I, I like the traditional zombie movies, so I, I just, I'm trying to think of a, I would only make it if there was a different take. I mean, I wouldn't want to remake it. That's just, no. there's no point in doing that. I wouldn't think of, I'm trying to even think of, of course, now I have to think of a story because I have to have an entire situation I would remake as a Romero movie, you know, before I would agree to do yeah. that. But um, yeah, I would if, like I said, if it was a good a good reason rather than just remaking. Although to see we create a lot of the opening cemetery shots um, in the opening of our zombie movie because we figured we're going to be compared to the Romero stuff anyway, being in Pittsburgh and shooting a zombie movie. So we went just like full out. Okay, we got a guy, friend of ours that kind of looked a little like Bill Heinzman from back in the '60s. So we, yeah. we made him up and did the scene and did the the lightning flash on his face the whole bit so <laughs> i kind of feel like we, we did we did our Romero movie right there there you go so um i know you it, it i was looking at your imdb you, you don't have a whole lot going on um yeah adventures in the scream trade is what it says oh god yeah um well after we did Razor Days and then we did uh, Tales of Poe with um, Alan Rokelli and Bart Mastronati and uh, the New York, there was like a New York City crew we were working mm -hmm. with. Um, that's right around when like distribution kind of changed completely. We also were living in a, um, in Southwest Pennsylvania with a lot of mining kind of nasty mining activity. And just as we were wrapping up Razor Days, our, our house started like rejecting us uh, we started losing a lot of our utilities and eventually the house started caving in so we we kind of had to move so there was a lot a lot of stuff going on and all that stuff so we kind of shifted to publishing where it wasn't as you know you didn't have to get a bunch of people you didn't have to have a script you didn't have to go anywhere you didn't have to it, it was a lot easier so I'm like we, that's when we started um pretty much the publishing arm of, of happy cloud we, we started uh uh, exploitation nation we started working on a, a grindhouse purgatory that's uh the run of that we did 20 issues of that between the you know the razor days and this so we we kind of shifted focus a little bit it was harder to do productions we also had a lot of personal stuff going a lot a lot of family stuff a lot of um just yeah, life stuff we're getting older life yeah. is happening so we, we kind of had to shift focus a lot with that um so yeah we haven't done a movie at all 
in a long time. We've been doing that, but adventures in the screen trade is something that, uh, oh shoot, Paul Scravo, I cannot remember his last name. I'm so sorry, Paul. Um, Paul Scravo was writing with Brink Stevens a few years back and he, he was asking about that. He did Dr. Horrible's Erotic House of Idiots 20, 20 years. Oh my gosh. I don't even know how many years ago. It's the movie that I get to say that I co-starred with Zachary in. So that's just, you know, that yeah, Zachary has, has a little bit, um, Michael Thomas, who, who is e e e Igor, Igor, I'm going to say it wrong, Igor. Um, it's just so many, so many different wonderful actors and in, in that movie that, uh, and then a bunch we got to know just from that movie. So Paul was writing that and it was kind of a love letter to movies and he's still, still working on it. And I'm, yeah, I need to start bugging him again. So thank you for reminding me of that because, you know, this, this COVID thing happened and uh, I haven't bugged him in a little while. There you go. Um, do you have any advice for people just getting, wanting to be filmmakers? Um, just learn, learn what you want to do. Learn about movies, learn about an actual um what you want to say, I guess. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just putting things out. I have no problem with that, but you know, just just try to have something to do. It's an art and you're gonna have to love it because it's not always great and it's not always profitable, as I'm sure you well know. Um and in order to just keep going, there has to be something you like about it or else you're just making yourself miserable doing it so i mean did and then if you get something where you can you know support yourself and not have to work again and you're, you're doing great you know there's a lot of great success out there there's a lot of people that just kind of hustle and there's a lot of people in the industry that it's just a job and that's fine too i have no problem with that whatsoever but if you really want to get into filmmaking for the love of filmmaking that yeah really have to love it and not just you know want to be a celebrity. If you're going to do that, then just get a TikTok and be a celebrity. <laughs> the whole whole other thing. Yeah, it's. The, I think that's what that that's how you do celebrities right now to, these days, right? You TikTok. Yeah, I think. I, I don't know. That we've had this. We had this discussion at my comic shop a couple days ago about um, being, you know, because there's different rules for different things and whatnot. And you got like the people like, I hate to say, I'm, I'm going to come out here. The people that are exploiting their kids on film to get um, basically like, you know, the, 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 I, I'm going to go, the, the, the people that do the Ryan stuff. They don't have the same rules that you mm. have if you're making a movie or a TV series, but they're putting their kids out there. They're pushing them, they're pushing them, pushing them. Um, and they've like basically made the kid is not an actor the, the parents aren't actors they're, they're not actors they're just famous because they're famous and i think that's a weird concept of being famous just for being famous um and having no concernable talent in any way shape or form um i mean it, it, I, I don't know. It, I, I like a lot of people, a lot of independent actors and friends of mine and stuff who I think knock it out of the park every time they're in a movie because they're really busting their ass and they're actors. And to be honest, do I ever think they'll be really famous? I, I don't know. But, you know, they're doing it for the love and not for the fame, I guess, if, at that point. So I don't know. I kind of I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I completely understand. There's a whole, whole, whole 
thing. And then, you know, but then again, a lot of us that got into the entertainment arts do it for the fame or at least the yawning misery that was our childhood that we're trying to fill. With. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I, 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 Just put weird on you. Yeah. Oh, you're good. We, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, and you froze again. Oh, all right. I, I'm a complete child of the eighties. Um, if, if to go by right things, I think I'm a year older than you are. Um, and I am, you know, it, it depends. Somebody keeps changing my name and I stop fixing it. <laughs> I'm a, I was born in 74. If that, that helps you that, that I, I am, uh, am I older than you? In seventy-four, not going to say younger than me. Oh, so okay, but close, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it's funny because because you know I, I talk about with my wife and my friends and stuff like that. We talk about these old movies and TV shows and cartoons and whatnot like that. And I'm like, oh, you know, because I'm like, I, I like that person. That I, uh, you know that person's great. And they're like, who is it? I'm like, oh, this guy's done this many movies. And they're like, who? Ah, yeah, <laughs> he's not famous. Nobody's great in everything he does. <laughs> oh. oh, I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I am, I am a, a um, I'm a movie nerd in a, a a comic book cartoon or and all that fun stuff um i'm i'm a guy who loves everything um and it's nice because i have i have a son now who's 22 and he's taken my love for movies and stuff like that and like you know he can sit down and it's funny because like um i finally was able to get the movie stalker the russian movie i don't you know what that one is and mm -hmm. uh just being able to sit down and appreciate that with my kid but like my best friend's like, oh my God, what are you watching? I'm like, it's a Russian sci-fi movie. What? <laughs> Where are the, I'm like, there's no aliens. It's three guys traveling through a wasteland. And it's like, it's sci-fi? Yes. How is this sci-fi movie? <laughs> but my kid over here is like, this is a great movie. You can see where... <laughs> So, but it, it, you're right. You gotta to to love, you know, go back and see movies and stuff like that. I'm I'm a uh, I'm been rewatching the old Murnau stuff. So Faust and and uh, um, Nosferatu and stuff like that. And I'm like, these they were made, and you're like, how did they make these in 1920? <laughs> you. <laughs> And then I seen the behind the scenes of one of the scenes from Faust where the, the guy's rising up over the town and it's a model and the guy's built into the thing and you're just like, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that that's definitely was an art. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's fun seeing that the, the, the indie filmmakers, you know, make art because, you know, you have an ex, you know, tiny budget for the most part and you're able to do you know you got this much of a budget but you make this much of a movie because you figured out where to put you know how to do everything who to hire 
you know, how to stretch a dime a little bit further. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that in indie filmmaking completely. Um, it's something I would love to do, but I don't know if I have the talent to do it. Um, and uh, I always joke around, though, because I was like, if I'm going to screw up a movie, I'm going to screw up a movie. Not anybody else. <laughs> That's, that's what we always said. We were like, eh. <laughs> you always learn how to make the movie you're making. <laughs> yep. Every, it was every, 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 from uh, what I've talked to other people, every movie's a learning experience because no movie will ever mm -hmm. do the same. So. Um, Never. Do you, do no, have, we've worked with entirely um, the same crew and nope. Every time. Um, is mm -hmm. there anything you'd like to promote? Anything you've got coming out? Anything that you would like to, you know, push or, or tell us about or anything? Um, just, most, yeah, uh, right now what we're, we're really pushing is uh, the, the magazines, uh, Exploitation Nation um, is the one we're doing. We call it our highbrow look at lowbrow entertainment. We take uh, cult movies and do more like deep dives, not just like um, little articles or like 500 word articles they're actual you know scholarly articles and then you have uh you also have little little reviews in there too so it's the magazine is what we're pushing right now um happy club pictures happycloudmedia.com i believe is our website and that's really awful that i don't know that off the top of my head uh but uh yeah, you can find us at happy, on Facebook too, obviously, is where we talk, yep. which has also been fun. Um, and then we'll be doing uh, a, a couple things going up. We, we did uh, paint our green screens or our studio green screen over COVID, I guess. So a couple things that we, we want to start getting back in production now that I don't want to say things are calming down because I'm kind of afraid to say that because every time we do things blow up again but uh, we'd like to get start getting back in production um in addition to putting out the magazines and everything else that we've been doing okay um and you can get uh explanation uh, uh, i guess again exploit one more time <laughs> exploitation you can order that through your website right Yes, at happycloudpictures.net. There we go. There we go. Boom. There we go. That was smart of me here. These are the stickers that we had made. We just kind of did some little. <laughs> okay. We wanted to just you know, do promotional stickers, so we just did a few different designs and had fun with it. <laughs> happycloudpictures.net. There we go. All right. Well, um, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I've had fun talking. Um, Thank you. And uh, I will probably edit this one tonight and hopefully get it up tomorrow afternoon. Uh, if not, it might be a little later tomorrow evening, but we will definitely have it up tomorrow. So, okay. Um, yeah. I do appreciate I had a great, I appreciate you. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, I had fun. Um, I'm glad you had fun. Uh, I wish I would have figured it, got the internet to figure it out to get Zoom working better. I, it, up, it updated right when I was getting ready to work on this day. I'm like, oh, maybe it'll work better. Uh, choppy shit. So <laughs> we live in now. It's something I think most of us are getting used to. So I know well, I am. I don't know. <laughs> the best laid plans of mice and men never go right. So, right. Um, yeah. All right. Oh, one question. One last question before I forget. Okay. 
what's your go-to movie? What's your movie that you can always watch? Oh gosh, there's a few. Right now what comes to mind is The Princess Bride. Princess Bride. And uh, are you completely happy that they're not remaking it yet? <laughs> you know, that that's a whole nother topic. And honestly, I am done with getting upset with remakes. I figure they're just making something for another generation and it has nothing to do with me and I'm just gonna watch mine and I'm, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Well, I can't get upset about it anymore. Well, the, the bad part about it is me and my son had this discussion about remakes is, you know, okay, say you make five remakes. There's a good chance that at least three of them are going to be good. You know, I, I love the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. I love the remake of, you know, I know it's bad because it's going back to 90, but the remake of Night of the Living Dead that Tom Savini did. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, you know, you got those. Yeah, you get Friday, you get Nightmare on Elm Street in there. And <laughs> the Thing. Yeah, The Thing, yeah. People forget that The Thing, that The Fly. All uh -huh. those are remakes. The Fly. Yep. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it'll ever recapture my Princess Bride, but if they redid it for a different generation and somebody loves it as much as I love that one, then Good, I'm happy. Um, but if somebody makes something happy these days, that's all I care about. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, unless they ask. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna let you go, and you have a good day. All right. And uh, stay safe because I don't know how the weather is going to be over there. And uh, yeah. the the dog has come over here, so she's probably wanting out now. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> she's come to visit so i do appreciate it thank you very much and uh, when i get this all ready to go i will send you a message and telling you it's up okay okay all right talk Sounds to you good. later thank all you right. thank you bye. we want to thank amy for today's episode uh amy's a great person we will hope to have her back again sometime soon um if you can check out amy at her website we will post more of that at the end and we will see you guys next time on the Group Therapy Podcast and Sci Fridays and Saturday Morning Serials. So take care and see you later. Bye.